You're listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera. Hey, welcome back to the program. You are listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera, and I got my beautiful co-host and my lovely wife. Jennifer, hi. Hey, so on today's show, we are going to be talking about graduating from this physical plane. Um, graduating Earth School. How about yeah, that? Yeah, so we're kind of bringing a new spin on it, if you will. I don't know if it's really a new spin, but I guess a new way of having a different way of spilling it or dishing out this information. So... I, I look at it as like our 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 experiences are our lessons. Absolutely. Okay. So part of this is going to be an energy that we're working with. And that energy is more so the soul. The soul that lives within you. And it's manifesting a new creation for a new purpose or a new life. So what happens is that when we come into this physical world, we have an incarnation that's there with us. So that's where maybe perhaps past lives come from or why people have this feeling of, of being in a plane accident or have a fear of water and so on and so forth. Because there are duties, there are things that haven't been fully accomplished on that previous life. And that when we come to this new life, if you will, we have to fix those problems and go through those lessons and find out what is our sole purpose. So I don't think and that when we you say sole purpose. You almost mean like a, like your soul is a gift to this earth plane, meaning that we incarnate, however, that was from pl- past life to, to now the soul incarnation of our human existence is basically that we're all here and we have a gift. Absolutely. And, and that gift could be either through music it could be through writing. Could it could be a be- leader or, or an, a global national level, a writer, um, ideas, you know, these things that uh, each individual person out there has a unique knack, a talent, a gift. And so, you know, just think about that when we talk about this today. What is it that you're really great at that you love? Because, you know, they always say, you know, do what you're passionate about or do what you love and do it never feel like yeah. work. But why? Why not? You know, because doesn't that sound so much more fulfilling? To do well, something that you love and enjoy? I think so. Because Be- because part of that is, is, again, what the soul needs to do, though, at the same time. So is this part of the soul contract? Is this part of the soul's destiny or the purpose? I mean, there, there was a bigger purpose that, that um, we're here today, why we're living on this physical incarnation, why we're living this physical plane. And then we make a transition. In a sense, we graduate from this physical plane and we make our transition to that other side. And that other side could be a new part of evolution or a higher like consciousness. Like an evolution of your consciousness. Yeah, I love Absolutely. that. You just An connect- awakening. Yeah, boom, you boom, just, boom. yeah, you just connected to a higher consciousness, to a higher level of kind of evolving, if you will, and growing of, of the person that you need to be or who you should be. Now, like sometimes I wonder, like, you know, even though I do this work, I kind of wonder, like, what happens like to those people like who do this work as mediums? Like, are, are they continuing to kind of like focus on helping other people? But I, I think in some sense is that, our purpose is, is is bigger down here, and when we make our transition to the other side, I mm-hmm. think it's even going to be bigger over there. Right, so. because then you fulfill that task, and that's a feat, and then maybe you reincarnate back down to a human's soul once again. So I think that we're ever learning. And we were talking on the last podcast that you have to have continuing education. And I think that they don't teach us in school is our souls. Um Unless you went like a Catholic Educating, or Christian school or whatnot. <laughs> well, sure. You, you have a foundation or a base of religion, but that doesn't involve like science and the chemistry of who we are and why we're here. I mean, we were not here to this earth for no for no reason. We really all each have a purpose. Truly, everyone. And, you know, we just find our purpose or a path in certain ways sometimes. And I think that sometimes life doesn't make it to this earth. And there are reasons for those experiences too, whether that be because... You had a miscarriage or, you know, other circumstances, maybe a tragic car accident that took that life. So those are our life lessons. Those are our courses. Those are already meant to be those occurrences were already 
faded, if, if you would. Because our soul learns and grows from moments like that. And also, you know, the soul incarnation is to heal and balance the soul's energy. We, we're here to pay its, you know, our karmic debts. We're here to contribute in, you know, our uniqueness in our gift. We have a special uniqueness or a specialness rather. And that's ultimately why we're here is to fulfill that. And not just a goal, but fulfillment in our soul contract. Well, yeah, because I think part of this process of us living on this physical realm or this physical plane is that when we have this contract or or this kind of agreement from a higher higher source or higher divine energy that is there, we kind of go into it. I think I talk about talked about it in one of our other episodes of of the show, talking about there's a movie called uh, um, "Defending Your Life," where this individual he goes through a life review and he kind of sits there and watches all the good and bad things he's done over the years. And he kind of comes back to this physical plane and he has to either one, fix him, or two, either he evolves and goes to a higher level. Now, there are other people in that, in that movie where he meets a woman on the, on the other side or kind of goes through this reviewing process and kind of figure out either they can have all the food they want, they can have all the, the drinking, all the soda and whatnot. So it's pretty interesting because like what I talk about the other side is like and making a transition with the soul is that we get to have all the stuff that we wanted here on the physical realm. So part of that is about understanding about meeting these connections, because what happened is that when this individual made his transition to the other side and reviewing it, he ended up going with this other woman and these other guys and, and having these um, soul groups is what I saw, what I would put them in my favorite reference is that there was a lesson that he needed to learn from this woman, from the, these two individuals. And then he found out that these individuals weren't right for him. Then he realized that he had to make his transition and go to another reviewing process because he still wasn't through with that. So part of that is about that soul evolving and knowing what they need to do here and over there. Yeah, each soul comes into this life force with purpose and intention. And I think we have our jobs, our daily duties that we commit to that we just kind of almost fall into a cycle of doing that. We know what time we're supposed to wake up. We know we're supposed to get prepared, arrange our clothes, wash our clothes, iron them, all those things. But are we really true? You don't living? iron your clothes. I do. I have to iron your clothes. Well, I have to say, <laughs> here's a, something I, I must um, confess <laughs> is that my father, he is. A good he iron. He is an iron <laughs> worker, an ironist, <laughs> an ironist. No, he is amazing when he irons. He's a great. He had, na- he's a great nailer too. He's, I yeah, <laughs> I guess he's she's, he's talked to my mom or something. <laughs> uh, no, he is really like a good wor- woods woods worker. Okay, now we're getting really crazy here, but he would iron my pants, you know, because I've always had to wear suits and stuff like that for all my jobs, so. I guess I got kind of used to it. And so I'm like, babe, (laughs) maybe it's not that voice, but I'm like, can you iron my shirt or whatever? And he does a fantastic job here. My husband, you're welcome. (laughs) So I appreciate that. So that was a little tangent, but now you've learned something about how he he irons the pants. (laughs) (laughs) Not funny. (laughs) So back, back on track. Yeah. Before your soul incarnates, you basically, you have to perform certain tasks in, in your life. And you also have to agree with this commitment. So it's like we have this pre-written contract, soul agreement, uh, commitment, basically. And, and, you know, think well, about it this way. If you've ever done something in a sense that you've committed to do something and didn't fulfill it, how does your soul grow even in that moment? And what does that make you? And why didn't you fulfill the commitment? And yada, 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 yada. So the great thing is, is that we already have to know that we have to go through these experiences for a reason. And if we can just at least be that gracious about it 
then I think it could get pretty interesting. What is our life purpose? Well, part of that, too, is that it's like there's classes. It's kind of like, again, like college, high school, whatnot. There are certain classes you have to take down here. What do you call them? Pre, pre, prerequisite undergrad yeah. or yeah, undergrad education or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So there's certain classes you have to take to before you can get into the main class that you need to get to basically. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. part of this is kind of like the purpose that we have to go through because mm. there are other classes we have to take first before we can take the major class or get into the, the, the academy or get into the, you know, the doctrine or whatever it is. But you know see, I mean? those are goals, right? And I think some of us have a sole purpose or a task, a sole task to be a family. To know how to manage having a family, maybe to um, know how to communicate in writing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I just heard in my head that song what? "We Are Family" by I think We Are by, Family. I don't know, it was a stone, something stone. I don't know, but you know when stones you, or something like that. I'll figure it out. You know what you Where's said? Where's Wade when you need him? I know. Gosh, <laughs> hey Wade. Anyways, moving on to um, what I was going to tell you. That's funny that you shared that with us. What song you thought? Because when you said, you know, I wonder. Maybe about ten minutes ago, and just I heard song. I want wonder. wonder. Yeah, I heard why? <laughs> I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> why was he wondering? What was he wondering about? <laughs> if she would stay, because she's a runaway, <laughs> run, run. So let's not run away from our experiences that we feel are some of the biggest challenges in our life. So if you have goals and you accomplish them, I don't think that's enough for your soul to really truly survive and grow. I don't think that if you say, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to complete that task, I'm going to have this I'm, uh, about wealth or whatever whatever you're trying to attain. I don't think that attainment is enough. You really have to experience your soul and what your soul has agreed to in that contract. And I think that these life experiences, like losing a child, you know, we talked about that once. Oh, yeah. Of, um, it, gosh, it's it's fascinating and, and, and tragic at the same time that we have to experience these almost like rejuvenating or, or unplugging the the computer and then plugging it back in. It's like you're all out of whack. You know, you there's loss, there's grief. Well, yeah, you, you kind of have to take it as like, <clears throat> you know, like, again, iPhone technology. You kind of have to think of it like, you know, your iPhone becomes like, in a sense, it's a computer. It's everything that is there. And if you don't have the proper apps and you don't have the proper um, files or, or programs. If you don't even restart it. Yeah, or, up, <laughs> up or update it, what happens is that it starts going crazy. Berserk. Yeah. It's almost like a, a family member that, or a mother that loses a child. It goes crazy. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't have the right tools to actually process the information correctly and you have the right programs that are downloaded to it. So that those programs could be your family, your friends, could be grief counselors, mm. so on and so forth. So somebody, Yeah, which one is giving the virus and which one's the one helping your, your phone well, perform the, faster? The, the virus, in some sense, could have been the loss of the child because it's so negative. It, it's devastating. Right. And that's the negative part that is there. And how do we fix that? by getting some sort of professional help or getting through the process. Uh, yeah, and through that process, I think that's where you update your own software. Uh, absolutely. Huh, so it's, it's, it's a new way of looking at things. So if I can teach people in a way that's very simple and in a way that we can talk about our technology through phones and computers and whatnot, it's the easiest way to explain the work and our purpose and what the soul is all about. So it, it's kind of like the, the internet, basically. I, I forgot who said this. I don't know if this was... Um, uh, Suzanne or, or Suzanne Northrop or John Holland, but mm-hmm. someone I think it talking, was John Holland, yeah. Yeah, someone was talking about the internet and internet and saying like, you know, the internet's there, but you can't really touch it. Basically, you you know, maybe but you can't Suzanne. see it. Yeah, you can't see it, 
But they're, they're you have to believe in the faith of it. Absolutely. So you know the internet's there, but you can't touch it. You can't really see it. You can see it on your computer, but it's not a tangible. But where thing. is it at? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So there's nothing that's tangible there to actually see the internet. Mm-hmm. You just know it's it's out there. You're just hoping is, that the rain isn't going to knock it out, so that which is why it's called World Wide Web. www. Say that fact. ten times fast. <laughs> can you do it once? No. Try it. No. <laughs> World Wide Web. <laughs> <laughs> now hold your tongue and say that no <laughs> so basically okay so look at it this way if you have an empowered soul that's different than having an empowered personality you can have a great charismatic invigorating uh help me out with another word <laughs> throw one out i mean no but you know what i'm saying that that just that kinetic energy that is within your soul you can have an empowered personality but you cannot complete the task of your soul by just that alone. Because if you have an empowered personality, but you don't have, you know, the fulfillment of your soul contract, that basically it just languishes in an inner sense of emptiness. And I think that a lot of people feel that way too. If you're not fulfilling your passions, if you're not going after what it is that really, um, you know, gives you a sense of a pep in your step or that you're helping, you know, you always should at first or at the start of anything, maybe just to be of service. And I think that if you're of service, you know, just like someone who is helping heal others or just doing random acts of kindness, like a oh, random yeah. hug, you know, from a stranger. It, it It's amazing. And I think when you start there, if you look, you can't really fulfill yourself with external things is kind of what I'm trying to say. Your soul has a purpose and it has an agreement that it needs to be fulfilled and attained. But if you languish in that emptiness and you're not fulfilling and you're not being fulfilled and seeing the the greatness in a challenge, for example, or picking yourself up and brushing yourself off after you get kicked by a horse like AJ has. And Austin Wells. And Austin, Austin Wells, Wells, right? right? <laughs> and, or how you get scratched by, no, you know, that's another uh, Chad Lindbergh episode. I hope you guys caught that one too. So it's just strange. <laughs> what are these experiences? I, I don't think I've ever seen a horse until I was maybe graduated high school, 20 years old or something. I don't know. I never saw a horse, never rode a horse. But I know a horse is a horse, of course, of course. <laughs> oh, so fast forward, right? Just I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this experience. We went to Santa Barbara, was it, AJ? Yes. Santa Barbara for my birthday. Surprise. Thirtieth birthday. Thirtieth. Thirty first. Thirty something. And um, we went all went horseback riding, which hindsight's twenty twenty because I forgot my dad has a really bad back, so <laughs> wasn't the greatest idea for us to go on the horse but it was a nice trail i'm getting somewhere wait for it so we took the horses after this long trail uphill we told everyone we were like skilled equestrians and so they took us on the most challenging track and they took us on the most challenging trail rather and when we went to take the horses to drink the water you know we led them to the water my horse wouldn't drink he wouldn't drink the water and i'm like hey buddy you know kind of like lightly tapping him on the side going come on drink your water drink your water i know you gotta be thirsty because i am and he didn't drink it isn't that crazy oh, well, all the well, other horses drink it well it's like that saying you can lead a you horse can, to water you but can't, can't make, make him drink, drink. <laughs> i always thought that meant like you could ex- you could suggest to someone something but it doesn't mean that they're gonna do it but you need water to drink and you would think that the animal would, would be like oh this is my only chance i'm probably only gonna have this one opportunity, then way later at my trough or whatever, I probably don't even have water in there. Do they? <laughs> yes. Oh, they do. Well, that's nice. But anyway, I was just, I was shocked because I was like, huh. 
And I tried to apply it to like, okay, why did the horse not drink the water? But it, I guess it just validated the statement. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the weird tangents that it's, it, Jennifer it's be- goes on to. And this is the world or the mind of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a freak. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. No, but it does because you can lead the path. But it doesn't mean you're going to accomplish anything. Well, speaking of path, we're talking about evolution, too, and the consciousness and also the tasks that come with it. So right. part, of, part of that is that, like, there, there's obviously, again, that purpose and that there's an awakening moment for that. So what is our purpose and, and how do we get there? And I think part of that is actually making that agreement with yourself, but also having these contracts um, with a higher source or a higher divine. And when I say higher divine, I, I talk about these as being master to send uh, masters these are higher energies like angels and so on and so forth so you have to make this agreement with them to work with them but to listen to them it's almost like to, it's almost like saying it um you're working with god basically you know what i mean you're we're working with a higher source that is there and whatever that god is if it's buddha allah whatever it is you're higher you're raising your vibration to a higher level you're praying you're sending energy out there the same way that you had to make the agreement with these um, masters or these teachers, if you will, and we work with these soul groups. So again, when we make our transition um, from this physical plane, we work with a higher soul group as well. And I do believe that we do have soul groups that do tend to work with us on a physical level. So we will have different spiritual guides that will step in, which are spiritual guides are, are ones that have a physical incarnation that are had um, bigger lessons and a bigger mission here for us, you know, and who died many, many years ago. But I, I like I, I talk about this quite often where I don't want my own loved ones to be my spiritual guide. The reason why is that they haven't evolved. They haven't had the um, time on the other side where they have evolved and done what they need to do. So if you have a soul that's pretty new, like I wouldn't want that because there wouldn't be a soul purpose that is there. There wouldn't be something new that can, that they can teach you because something that I already knew basically from growing up. Right. What are you going to say? Go ahead, well, and I just wanted to piggyback on what we were talking about. Cause you probably thought the story about the water and the horse like was going nowhere and maybe it didn't. But are you the horse that's thirsty? Do you need to satisfy your thirst? I mean, I think if you have to think about that, or if you have had thoughts that have crossed your mind that you're not satisfied, you're still famished, you're still, you know, you're you're parched. <laughs> I don't think you're fulfilling your life's soul contract. You really aren't. I think once you're fulfilled, you're satisfied, you get you get some sweet satisfaction. You want more of it. You know, you want to work harder. You 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 don't get tired. Right. Those jobs where you're like, uh, looks like rain. <laughs> That's really exhausting on your soul. Wouldn't you agree, AJ? Well, yeah, because you're, you're having all this negative energy or two, you're bringing in all this negative energy or two, you're dealing with a lot of negative problems or you're just not walking the path that you need to be walking. And that's why you feel that way. Well, part of that is that they're allowing it, this to happen. Like, I, I do believe that people need to kind of create their energy or, or change their energy. You know, I, I think Dr. Wayne Dyer who I'd love to um, be part of the show or have him on the show somehow. Um, he talks about like basically how we can change our, our DNA in some sense and not really like changing our DNA, but more so our spiritual DNA where we can make um, our life change or make our life. Um, how can I say it? Go in a different route if we choose to make it that way, because I think some of us already see what our life would be, but I think sometimes we just pick up and, and begin where we should be at from the past. Like Dr. Wayne Dyer did a perfect example. She, he, he, um, I think lived uh, in New York or something. I can't remember where it was. And then he ended up like just kind of leaving everything behind and he moved to Maui. Bought a I house. I was trying to think of that word before and now it, it came to my mind and it slipped my mind really quickly. When you go on a, Oprah did like a show on it or Lifetime or something where you completely change that, you stop 
working, you change your job. You, when you go on a something, I know you guys probably know what I'm talking about. On a gung-ho, on a... Gosh, no, I know. I, I know what you're talking about. But, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. That's pretty crazy, but they were so fulfilled. Absolutely. And I think part of that is about finding their, their self-purpose or finding a bigger purpose for that. Right. And they were at peace. And, and look where he's at now, Dr. Wayne Dyer. He's doing what he loves to do. Always has been. Doesn't mean that he didn't. But there's a bigger reason. There's a bigger mission in his life why he's at in, in Maui and why he wants to be there. Not because it's beautiful, but I think there's a bigger purpose. It's very spiritual. And yeah. It's, and it's well, even Oprah. Oprah's medit- out there in Maui. She you know, bought a new place out there recently. Mm-hmm. And so she does a lot of her shows there, Super Soul Sundays, mm-hmm. from that place or her place in... Um, Santa Barbara. What's that location? Um, out there in Santa I'm Barbara. Not, I'm not quite sure, but you know, I'm thinking right now as you're talking about all these different areas, and you know, Santa Barbara, for example, is more of like a city, but Montecito. Montecito. Okay, right. But don't you think in Hawaii or these like I don't want to say what's the word, not primitive areas, but like the rainforest and you know these more natural habitats. Don't you think that would be more spiritually peaceful? Well, you got to think too. Yes. I feel that way. But the reason why is that either one hasn't been touched. It's not contaminated by people, negative energy, so on and so forth. So <laughs> what's wrong? Jennifer's rolling her eyes. Over I here. did roll my eyes because I just, <laughs> I just thought about a few contaminating people and you know, it just like, ah, you have to roll your eyes a little bit and move on. <laughs> but we'll, I'll piggyback on that statement. Go ahead and finish. No, is that the energy hasn't been touched. It hasn't been, <laughs> I'm not even meaning it in any way, <laughs> but meaning like the ground, there's no residual energy that is there. So part of this energy could be either what you're attracting that is there. So again, things that are not contaminated by people, by other forces, by tribes, and so on and so forth. So basically you're just saying that like you're feeling like it's a renewed energy. Like a renewed en- energy in the sense that there aren't a lot of building, a lot of builders, a lot of um, down downfall or, or tragedy. Like buildings can be... Um, bulldoze over what do you call it demolition so i think they could be demoed down and built back up i mean there's not a lot of that type of energy there is that what you're saying like on an, a secluded island or or well, yeah i mean if you think of Honolulu and you think of maui mm-hmm. one of them is you know more i guess hot molten lava no e- economized basically you oh, okay all, right wow. you have all that and then plus you have like maui that's not that you know thrashed with people that are there all the time you know what i mean so part of that is either the the privacy the energy it's still kind of in a sense sacred so mm-hmm. you have to kind of look at your body as a temple as being sacred as having a purpose that is there and what are you supposed to do with this temple the temple is to protect it and treat it right and keep it in good health basically and part of that is about understanding what your life goal is all yeah about. i guess you have to know the contaminant the contaminants first right to to be able to clear of that energy or rid of it. But you know what's crazy? Out of the billions of people in this world, don't you think it's kind of odd? The people that you, you've you chosen in the past and, and, and currently whatever in the future, chosen to give your intimacy to, or the fact that your parents are your parents, or the people that come and go in your life and the lessons that we may learn and others that we learn quicker, right? Like I've had uh, friends that probably weren't the best of friends when I realized finally that aha moment that it wasn't serving me anymore. Then I got rid of it and all that contamination was rid of from my life in that moment. So I think when you're living with your purpose of of the assignment of your soul. Right. You have to put yourself out there. And sometimes you have to go backwards when you get to a fork and road. No? 
No, I agree. I agree. And, and part of that fork is, is, again, there's that lesson that is there. So that lesson is about, like, what what do we learn from this? You know, what's the purpose of that? And part of that is also being empowered by this lesson or being empowered by this energy. Right, empowerment, authentic empowerment and empowering Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. And part of that, it comes from within. So you have to have that sense that is there and realize, like, holy crap. This is what I need to do. Right. When you have that aha moment, like, wow, this is amazing. I love this. That's it. That's the moment. That's your moment. Absolutely. And I think when people get there, they start to realize, okay, this is where I can start moving forward. This is where I can start shifting the energy and and making things move forward. And I think sometimes when we have that moment, it's almost like, boom, boom, boom. It just starts. You get it done. Yeah. Yeah. There's a task. It's exciting. It's almost like, and and it's in a joking way, in a funny way, it's just like, there's times where my wife and I were here. At the house, and we're, this is where we do our show, which is an awesome little studio we built <laughs> here, and it's pretty great. We do miss our producer Wade, who hasn't been um, here today, or He's hasn't so been super. called in. Um, but th- there's a part of it, though, is that you know we we get in the moments here at the house, and that we get on these tangents of just cleaning like everything or rearranging the furniture and so on and so forth. So part of that is that there's an energy, there's a boost that is there. It doesn't mean our, our isn't per- it pretty awesome though. I mean, since we had to do the studio, we also changed the couch placement and it the changed the entire house yeah it like sparkles yeah and, so, it, and, and don't look at the floor because it's pretty dirty with three dogs so if we swept that often then we'd have a sparkling place but the energy well, is perfect well what i'm trying to get to is that there was a purpose to that because when there was like hmm. some sort of awakening or some sort of like saying like oh my god that's the fire underneath your butt that's almost like okay we got to get this done since we already have the full energy to do it you know mm-hmm. what i mean so there's right. already uh, uh, an energy to move forward with it. So I think that's a cool part with this is that um, you're you have to be empowered by something, right? Isn't that and, funny that and it's something and something it could be very small that you're empowered with. Meaning, like, say for instance that you know you're you're excited to go see your parents. You know what I mean? Because you haven't seen them in many years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're empowered to like say, okay, I want to take them out to dinner. I want to do this. I want to plan this trip and blah blah. blah you mm-hmm. know, so you start creating these amazing things because mm-hmm. it's a happiness. It's a fun energy. I mean, like, I I, I love you know, empowering people in many different ways. And even if it's by, you know, a newsletter, a post on Facebook or Instagram or so on and so forth. But most importantly, with the show, which is why it's called Breakthrough. And I think what we should talk about next on the next show, since we're going to be probably closing up with this one pretty soon or pretty shortly is um, we'll talk about the experiences and what the takeaway is from, you know, experiencing both pain or negativity in your life. I think that it would be nice to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. More in depth with that. And I think maybe if we follow up with that, it'll be great. So we will be talking to you about something that, you know, experiences that are disappointing, that they're they're distressing, uh, challenging partnership. Why do we experience that? And how does it help us graduate from earth school? So I'd be really excited when we get to talk to you guys the next time. Absolutely. So that will be something really cool that we can talk about and we can share. That's going to be pretty fun and but more importantly, a learning process. Yes. So be, before we we end our segue or out of the show, we always love to do our famous thing here, which is called instant, instant karma. karma. Oh, is it my turn? <laughs> which okay. is not it's not scary at all. So here it is. Instant Karma. It's one of our favorite books. We actually have little quotes that kind of usually pertain to what we're talking about yeah, or crazy. energy or so on and so forth. And there's times where. Makes no sense at all. Well, so, yeah. Well, there's 8,879 ways in this book to give yourself or others instant karma. So let's see what Ann Kipfer has for us today. All right. Let's check it out. Find one hour a day to read, reflect, create. Awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. Can I get a high five awesome. on that one? Boom. So that is so cool. You know, I, I love when spirit kind of works with that or the book kind of just works with us in our nature, what we're talking about. So again, 
reflecting, find a purpose, you know, focusing on what's right. I think this is a great example. I mean, we should even post these little notes here. We should. Here in the office, everyone that we do for the show or even go back to the show. You know what I've been wanting to do? Post love notes to you at random. Remember when I used to give you love (laughs) notes all the time? I used to leave them all over the room. Me? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) When's the last time I did that? I think... Not too long ago, or yeah. I'll send a text. I guess it's not, it's not as like special. Maybe if someone sends you an email versus like a postage right. envelope or whatever. But it's always nice the thought. So just know that there's no one single optimum path. Absolutely. In our lives, if we just happen to land on different ones until we finally find our calling. So until then, are, are you, you ready, ready for a breakthrough? breakthrough? You've been listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera. 